0: Hey, everybody, this is Blake with Marvel.com, and I have the huge, huge pleasure of being joined by...
1: You want me to say my own name? Yeah. You forgot it?
0: No, <laughs> I know, I know you you're Elijah Schlesinger. Okay, there you go. Um, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm so happy that you came by. I know you, you've you been really busy the past couple days.
1: Uh, Yeah, but uh, you and I made friends. You interviewed me for... A uh, uh, different job Yeah, it's
0: like a freelance thing. Oh, okay, yeah. a long
1: time ago. And then we started following each other on Instagram, and you do all the cool things. And so I don't know always, about that. You're always at, like, a fun convention or, like, a movie, or it's, like, you, like, trying to get a celebrity to smile with you, but you're just, like, sp- thumbs up in the back. <laughs> um, That's and so, true, yeah. actually. But this is cool, because uh, this is not really my wheelhouse, so it's always nice to get introduced to someone else's world.
0: I disagree, though, because... It's totally my wheelhouse. Yeah. Wait, I remember I, I DM'd you on Twitter asking if you want to come by, and you... Didn't say yes, you just quoted Drax.
1: Oh, like. yeah, cool. Uh, I loved that movie, uh-huh. and I'm a big fan of Iron Man. It's really more Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy was, was amazing. And what,
0: yeah, I mean, why, why did it hit with you? So?
1: It was so funny, and it didn't take itself too seriously, and it had a lot of heart, mm-hmm. and Groot was, was so kind, and Drax was so transparent and honest, and he was my favorite. Was, he was kind of like a great body. Uh, <laughs> but I, I loved it, you know, I love that. And uh, what's his name? Not Chris Pine. What the hell's the.
0: Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt,
1: sorry. There's a lot of just like Aryan looking good guys. Like, like, <laughs> Liam Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth, whatever, just pick one. Um, he was so funny. Uh, Zoe Saldana. Was that what? Zalda, Zoe Saldana. I've been up since five. Uh, she, it was just, everybody was good. Everybody was like perfectly cast. And it just, it had heart and it was funny. And I think, to me, the funny was what got me. Like, I was con- I was laughing throughout the whole thing.
0: Yeah, I saw you, you were, like, t- tweeting, like, crazy about it, which... Because uh... it's
1: so rare as, like, a gr- I'm not into comic books or anything like that, like, obviously. But uh, it's so rare, you know, it's like an action movie. And then you feel like you're part of something, like, almost like a movement. Like, when you're involved, it's like a cult thing, you mm-hmm. know, like, Marvel and all the stuff you guys do. So when I organically like something versus, like, I'm the cute girl that's decided to like comics. <laughs> I'm wearing glasses. Isn't that fun? Uh, I was so excited that I actually liked it. So I felt like I was, like, part of the nerds in, like, the most loving way. You hated it that I said that. (laughs) No,
0: I like that. All right, cool. i got to say, too, like, from following you on Twitter and everything, like, you've been blowing up, like, crazy recently. I do a lot of blowing myself up.
1: It's a lot of me, like, (laughs) retweeting. Like, this one dude in Michigan loves me. Retweet it. Uh, But, yeah, I've got my new Netflix special coming out uh, on Friday. It's called Freezing Hot, and uh, that's been in the works for a long time. So we're – we promoting that and I did the Tonight Show. I'm not sure when this is airing or if this is live right now.
0: No, it's not live. Okay.
1: Uh, I did the Tonight Show last night and so that was just really good timing so everything's kind of one perfect storm which is appropriate because we were in the storm conference room. Yes. I remember uh, my brother was into these, these this comic book, like Wolverine, what's the name? X-Men. X-Men, yes. I've always said, <laughs> being I'm not kidding, this is so weird that I couldn't pull that out but again, up since five. I was up till two last <laughs> night. Uh, I always said that being a stand-up comedian is kind of like being an X-Man, because it kind of chooses you. Like, you're born a little weird, oh. and that's your power, and whether you choose to embrace it or not is up to you. You yeah, know, I'm pretty sure every man in the world has gone as Wolverine, like, one year for Halloween. That's a separate <laughs> statement. Uh, Storm, and then, and there was not Raven? Who's the one with the stripe in her hair?
0: Oh, Rogue.
1: Rogue. But I remember my brother liked X-Men, so that's something cool that
0: I know. Well, since this is your second Netflix special. Did you do anything different after the first to, like... Actually, the exact same
1: special. We just put a different (laughs) title. We just really hope that nobody notices. Uh, The second special is different because I think it's more polished. It's more evolved stand-up. And I think that it's there's observational humor in it, but then I really delve into giving an explanation for why girls do the things that they do. And I think any guy out there that's wondering why girls are the way they are or a little afraid of their girlfriend, I think you guys should watch this together. And then you'll look at each other and be like, I get you now, babe. Here's your cake. Eat it, too. So it's just a, it's a more polished, more evolved version of my stand-up.
0: So, uh, again, like you and said. I had a, f-
1: a spray tan. What? <laughs> you,
0: you said you have been doing this long press tour the past couple days. What's been the strangest thing so far? I mean, meet now. Probably, si-
1: probably doing a podcast in front of four people. Because
0: <laughs> it's normally just
1: you and the interviewer. Right. Um, but we have four people in this room just kind of watching. No one's really laughing at anything I'm saying.
0: Uh, so it's just like a They're being role. respectable or they just don't think. They don't like us. Either way. It's fine. Um,
1: I, I did uh, wake up with Al this morning on the Weather Channel. And the only reason I was, well, for that one, he and I did a USO tour. We went to Afghanistan together. So that sentence in and of itself, like, I went to Afghanistan with Al Roker. I went to Afghanistan as a word sentence. I went to Afghanistan with Al Roker. I went to Afghanistan with Al Roker and then got to appear on the Weather Channel. <laughs> like, you put that together if you were on mushrooms. Right. <laughs> like, guess what I had a dream about. Um, so that was kind of the most bizarre. Oh, here's something great. We walked out of something the other day, and TMZ was there, and I, they didn't catch me like when I was all dressed up. It was like at a different, like they didn't come to the right event. So I walk outside, so totally caught me off guard. I'm like walking with my like layaway ugly winter coat that I <laughs> dug out of a box. We're walking, and so a bunch of people want to take pictures, which is cool. Like people find out where you are somehow. So they're taking pictures, and TMZ comes over, and of course they have something disgusting to ask me about something about wieners or something gross. So we're talking, and there's a guy standing very close to me. So as I'm being interviewed, I, like, acknowledge him. I'm like, oh, and you, person standing dangerously close. He's like, can I get a picture? And I was like, sure. He takes the picture, and then on camera he goes, thanks so much. What's your name? (laughs) And I was like, why is that the moment captured? Like, everybody else took a picture and knew who I was, and I signed autographs. The one guy. So that's a totally unrelatable story to anyone (laughs) listening. That was
0: a real humbling moment. Was the Afghanistan... Was that the trip that Jay Leno... um,
1: Yeah, I like like how I left out Jay Leno. It was (laughs) me and Al. Me, Jay Leno, Al Roker, and Craig Robinson. Kevin Eubanks, for those of you that enjoy jazz guitar. And, uh, yeah, we went for one day. We did the Today Show, and I'll be doing the Today Show tomorrow, which, if you're listening to this podcast, is inconsequential (laughs) at that point. Um, But I'll be doing the Today Show tomorrow. So that's kind of cool for that.
0: Uh, You do a lot for the troops. Like, you go out a lot, right?
1: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, when they ask... You know, mm. it's not me, like, banging down the USO's door, like, hello, it's me again. I've got jokes about girls. Um, but they ask, and I've been invited on some really great trips, and it's such a an honor to get to do that for them because they give up their freedom, and in many cases, their lives, so that you and I can, you know, wear T-shirts to work and, and goof around. Right. I'm not saying you're goofing around, but I am. <laughs> My shirt sure is filled with holes. Uh, so, that because they, so they give up all that just so we can... You know, have the pleasure, freedom to make comic books and pose with Chris Hemsworth. Is that the one? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, and do things like that. So, so it's an honor.
0: Yeah, for fans who can't see this podcast, obviously, which is everybody, that's a that's a pretty lifelike bust. Bust of Chris Hemsworth, of Chris just Hemsworth. staring at us.
1: He's got a big head um, and a lot of hair, and uh, I think that should be the clickable JPEG for this <laughs> for the show.
0: He's uh, giving us an evil look too. He's, I think he's looking at you.
1: It's the hot guy, sun in my eyes, <laughs> contemplating kind of look. Like, I think the right eye is like a little cross-eyed. I feel like that. Like the guy that had to sculpt it was like, this guy, I'm gonna give him a cock eye.
0: Um, I wanted to mention, too, um, since bringing up Jay Leno, you have a wonderful podcast oh, yourself. You've listened to it? I have listened to Thank it. Thank you. Um, I love, I think, are you getting these, you're getting, like, really great guests. They it's, Yeah. Do they just like complaining about stuff? Is that how?
1: I think it's, I I don't think they even know the theme. Like, uh, I send out an email, but, like, nobody reads their emails. And with Jay Leno, I had Jay Leno on recently, and it was through the kindness, the goodness of his own heart. Like, he definitely has better things to do. <laughs> uh and I really – I took a departure from the complaining thing to make it more comedy skewed. I mean, when you have a monster like that sitting in your studio, you, don't be, you shouldn't be like, you know, what, what don't you like about Starbucks? Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about – just I just let him talk and just to get to, like, bask in that glow for a minute. Great guy. I had Sherry O'Terry on the other week. I, like – I went to a wedding. I went to Lance Bass's wedding, and she was there and on my way. Do you ever have celebrities where you have a speech planned for them? <laughs> like, there are certain celebrities – that you adore, just certain famous people where you're like, if I ever meet, maybe for you it's like an athlete or something, if I ever meet so and so, I'm gonna tell him that he meant so much to me. Do you know what I'm talking about? Is that psych- I psychotic that I've speeches pro- planned? No,
0: I probably have had that. I just try to block it out after I'm done. Okay, well, you meet a lot of
1: famous it. people too. Yeah, I guess, I don't yeah. know. Uh, I had one planned for her, I've had it for years, because I had a whole thing about how she created a whole cadence in comedy. And I saw her, I was leaving this wedding, and I was like a little drunk, and I was like, Terry, And I was like, my name is Lash Schlesinger, I'm a comedian, you don't know me. I need to talk to you. And I just, like, flattered. I just had all the... And I didn't even think about the podcast. I just had things to say to her. And she was like, thank you so much. And I was like, I need you to be on my podcast. (laughs) She was like, okay. Like, you can't say no after somebody bombards you with really personal compliments. So she was on. and She was wonderful. We had Diablo Cody. We have a fun time. I really try to get... There's this uh, epidemic in Los Angeles where people, because they have voice boxes, they're like, I'll get a podcast. And then they just end up interviewing other comics that, like... There's no reason. Like, it's not like you're upping your game by doing that. It would be like if you got a podcast and just interviewed people in your office. Right. Like, no, it's like, okay, it was just us interviewing each other. Um, and so I really strive to book my friends, but also book people that are, that have done something.
0: I mean, you're kind of leaving out Mark Summers.
1: Mark Summers, we recently had.
0: A huge.
1: People really enjoyed that. I mean, that's a big nostalgic thing, you know, and we talked about Double Dare and he freely talks about these things. He's not one of these people that wants to forget it. He um, produces a lot of shows on the Food Network, mm-hmm. which is really interesting to hear about. The guy's a, a go-getter, and uh, his daughter went to Emerson, as did I, but I don't know her. Uh, I had him, Jim Jeffries, Joe Rogan. It's just me listing off people that have been on my podcast at this point. Uh, it's called Truth and Eliza, so when you're done listening to this podcast, go listen to that one. Don't listen to cereal. It's not good. <laughs> don't waste your time. Just listen to mine.
0: Well, I think you did the right thing. Everybody asked me, like, what do you have to do to make a podcast? And I'm like, you got to have— <laughs> Like, one's booked in advance, and if you can't do one one week, yeah, And you're having them come out frequently. So. We
1: stockpiled, like, yeah. six of them. That way we had them, and then we do them, you know, they're, you tape them, and then, like, two weeks later, they're released. So, but it's tough. It's tough to book them, and then it's tough to, I mean, I don't know if you book yours or, you know, I mean, you have the name of Marvel behind you, so that definitely helps. And with me, it always sucks to be rejected by another comic, and then you have to substantiate it. We're like, but I've had these other people. And people are like, no, I'm just too, you know, too cool. And you're like, you wait. Because Jay Leno wasn't too busy.
0: <laughs> so
1: now you can't be on it. How does that feel?
0: What was the catalyst like for wanting to make this podcast?
1: I had a uh, a web show called The Weekly News. And I had it for like five years. And it was a real cult thing. And it was a real grassroots effort. And I had a web show really before everyone had one. This is before YouTube had channels. Mm-hmm. Um And I had it.
0: Like, oh, it was on Ustream?
1: It was on uh, the stream.tv. The stri- and then okay. I think maybe they moved it. But it was really at um the genesis of these people broadcasting themselves and we had this great show and it was live i did mine live and we had a chat room and it was really great and then after last comic stand i couldn't do it anymore because i was traveling so much and so this was my way of sort of getting back to that sort of the idea of like creating your own content generating your own fans you do a podcast people hear it they know where your shows are like it just feeds everything um And I want to have my own late-night talk show one day. So I think learning the skill of interviewing Mm -hmm. or teaching yourself that is an important one. The amount of comics and people that just go buy one of these uh, handy recorder, H4N, H4N1 Beachfront Avenue, (laughs) go get one of these things and then are just terrible at, like, hosting. It's, It's insane because people think, I'm funny. I'll do a podcast. And it's like, it's not about you being funny. It's about interviewing the person you invited. Right. And the amount of people that are just terrible at that skill. So I'm not a great listener, so I actively I use my podcast as a chance to like listen and not plan what I'm going to say but actively engage, which is hard. It's hard to be present. <laughs> Welcome back to Holistic Chat.
0: I got to <laughs> say, too, I, 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 the, like, touching on that, I've seen a lot of people who do interviews, and they, especially they try to interview comedians, and then the comedian tells a joke, and they try to joke back. Right. And 98% of the time it's never worked.
1: Don't attempt it. You're going to hurt yourself. How
0: do you do it on your end to having to, like, get that joke in does that make sense
1: yeah um, well I think I, I think I'm an organically funny person and the people I have on for the most part have a sense of humor work in comedy in some way or another so because the whole impetus for the for the podcast is talking about Things that bother us, like right there, we're already on the same team because we're already confronting things that bother us. Right. So nothing unifies people like a common hatred. So we're already on the (laughs) same team, and it's so casual. And I think that's part of being a host is you make the as you are with me, make the guests feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And so you know, there's a way to come off in like a joking way. I don't try to top anyone. They can have the last laugh. I don't need to tag every joke. You know, you you treat it like you're not trying to impress anyone. Um, That being said, when Jay Leno was talking, I was like in my head, I'm like, don't say anything stupid. (laughs) <laughs> don't make a joke. What if he doesn't laugh? He was gracious. He laughed. Thank God. Bomb in front of Jay Leno and my 12 listeners. I don't need that.
0: I don't need that on a Tuesday. Anyway. You have way more than 12 listeners. It's got Like be
1: 15.
0: 15, oh. Yeah. Um, right, I, wanna, no, I don't know. I don't know. I wanted to touch on two, and congratulations on this, your ABC show. You're part of the Disney Marvel family. Oh, yeah. Welcome. Is that
1: the hyphen Disney Marvel?
0: I'll put Marvel Disney.
1: Okay. There you go. Yeah. Um... I, uh, yeah, it is, um, everybody's congratulating me, and it's so sweet, um, but it's a cart before the horse kind of thing, because it's just a pilot that we finished writing, and it's been turned in, so the notes come this week, and then the decision is made, so Ooh. it's one of those processes where you're, like, tedious, slow, and then all of a sudden, it just ramps up, and then they cut off your head, or the emperor will give you a thumbs up or thumbs down this week, so fingers crossed, it's gonna be, even if they don't pick it up, it's just gonna be a lot of, like, so tell us congratulations on your show, and be like, there is show the baby didn't live that's terrible it's a terrible joke Um,
0: if it doesn't work out you still do a lot of stand-up dates right i will have to
1: (laughs) i will have to because i just bought a house so oh (laughs) well not because of that it wasn't like one of those weird choices but uh yeah i'll continue to do stand-up i mean that's my first love and that's Mm -hmm. my job you know so yes got plenty of dates planned in the they're planned regardless of if the show goes or not so and if the show goes, it'll still be a while.
0: I'm sure you get asked this a lot, too, but how do you juggle all that? It seems like you got a full plate.
1: Yeah, but there's so many days in between where there's nothing. Like, basically, if I don't have meetings or writing to do, like, Monday through Thursday morning is pretty free for me. Because <laughs> Thursday is when you, like, go on the road for the weekend. So mm-hmm. it's about time management. You know, I don't get, like, shit-faced and then go to my gigs. And it's In L.A., when it rains, it pours. So you either have a billion obligations and press press things to do and – you know things to write and meetings and auditions or you have nothing and the phone doesn't ring and like a tumbleweed just like rolls through and you just so it's about balance i guess it sounds so cheesy but i don't know it's about just partying when you can
0: <laughs> i wanted to ask too i love how you kind of create your your art in a different way than a lot of other comedians where you say you do it on you write on stage sure can you kind of tell people about that
1: i don't I feel like a lot of comics do that. I'm definitely not trying to separate myself. Um, But, yeah, I don't sit at the computer and write out the jokes. Uh, I've done that. Like, if I had to write out, like, for late night, you have to write your set out and give it to them so they can make sure you're not saying anything that they want to bleep out. And then when I'm writing, things come to me. But you're writing – you can write by yourself all you want, but unless you test it in front of an audience, Mm -hmm. that's like saying, I imagine my gymnastics routine. It's like, (laughs) well, you need to do it. before you don't fall. So – you know you can think about what you want to say but if unless you're up there actually putting in the work it doesn't really matter then you're just a writer um so yeah the writing downstage, stage and then that's the best way to see what sticks and to get the audience's reaction and you know you come off stage and there's so many times and i've made this joke before but there's so many times you say something that's funny and in the moment like it's an anachronism if you say it at any other time so it just belongs in that moment in time like your joke about acorns with with that guy from boston and it was funny and you can never recreate it when you try to recreate it like "Eh." and sometimes you're able to take them and use them at other times but sometimes it's just like a beautiful moment and so a lot of times i don't record my sets i like to think that if it's funny enough it'll stick and i'll remember it the next time Mm -hmm. but there have definitely been times i've like made a joke and i'll walk off stage i'll be like what was that amazing line and i'll like tap into audience memory, i'll be like excuse me I know you're listening to the next comic. What did I say about turnips? You were laughing. <laughs> I saw you laughing about turnips like three minutes in. Do you remember? And then they'll look they'll be like I'm trying to think. I'm like, I talked about the ocean and iguanas. And I said something about turnips. Do you remember? And they're like, no. I'm like, f*** you. Just like <laughs> but I like to think if it's funny enough, it sticks in my head. So.
0: <laughs> I got to say, it, it's all coming back now. I remember the last time I interviewed you, it was at Gotham. And then yeah. all the uh, waitresses were laughing. Oh, at, at your set that I was cool. sitting at, and that I never see that. It's usually like dead faced, sure. Just, just out. Jackets. Probably
1: because they tune it out. I think also, you know, you don't get a lot of women in there, mm-hmm. especially. I mean, I was there for my weekend, so at, for a length of time, especially if comics are going up for seven minutes, seven minute chunks. Um, but I think when you hear something that resonates with you, it's it's a compliment to people like that that hear so much comedy, and like it's like when you hear something that sticks, and you're like, it's almost like hearing a song that you like or a melody. Right. You're like, whoa, what's that? I like that, and then you realize—at least for girls—you realize I am talking to you. Like I am talking to those girls because I've been those girls. Mm-hmm. I've been a waitress at a comedy club, but <laughs> no, I've—and so it's the same experiences. So I think it resonates with them, and that's—it's a compliment. It's like making the tech guys laugh when you're getting mic for something, or making the band laugh. You know, when you make the people laugh that you're not there to make laugh, like that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Be cool if the people in this room laughed a little bit more. <laughs>
0: I'm laughing. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to ask t- t- you. You t- have
1: to as a good host. It's weird if you're just like, okay, that was funny. No. no. You're laughing. It's real. It's a guttural
0: reaction. Oh, well, good. Um, yeah. I I, I, w- I want to ask you, t- the Tonight Show, was that first time?
1: That was my second time oh. on the Tonight Show. Okay. And I found out last night, and I am going to toot my own horn because to me this was the most special moment. He said I was the only comic to be on more than once besides Jerry Seinfeld. Well, wow. On his Tonight Show. So I was pretty happy about that. And that came, I didn't know that. Um, he said that on the air. Uh, second time on Tonight Show, third time with Jimmy Fallon, because I, I had done it once when mm-hmm. it was just Fallon tonight or whatever.
0: Did you, uh, did you get to meet J-Lo or?
1: Well, we tried. <laughs> <laughs> I really put myself out there. You know, your dressing rooms are next to each other. And you would think. Look, I understand she's like a mega star, uh-uh. but like, come on now. Like, you started as a fly girl, so let's just <laughs> let's just relax. And uh, I stood outside my dressing room. Like, I'm not even a gigantic Jennifer Lopez fan, but I grew up. <laughs> and it's not, I'm not trying to insult. Like, I grew up listening to music. Like, right. waiting for tonight, I would buy her like CDs. What's the CD? And like, listen in my car on the way to hi- like. She's been there. She's been part of a soundtrack to my upbringing and continues to be on my iPod for my workout mixes. <laughs> and I like stood in the hallway. In some part just hoping that she would have would she that she would know the other two people, including myself, that were that were on the show uh-huh. that night. Because you know, you're gonna be on a show, we're in it together, we're all guests on the show. And I just stood there like smiling and she walked by and I was like, hi. And she kind of like did one of those smiles where I she smiled at me like I was a creepy guy <laughs> with like my dick out, just like staring, like, hey J-Lo. <laughs> she was like, Okay, like now I want to do a final. So she walked by. And then I was like, whatever. I, my one of my friends was like pumping me up. She's like, you have just as much right to be here as she does. You go say hi. So I go to her like big dressing room. I like crawled out of my closet to her, like her big dressing room, and her, like bouncer was there. And I was like, I'm on the show. I'm the comedian. I'm the comedian, which is never a good intro. I was <laughs> like, I'm the magician. I'm the street artist. I'm the comedian. I'd like to meet. And he goes, she, and he gives me the finger, and he's like, and he wasn't being rude. He's like, she's on the phone. And I was like, the door was shut. I'm like, I do know. She's on the phone. Could be off the phone. Door shut. And I was like, okay. And just being rejected like that, like especially when your nerves are already on full blast because you're about to do stand-up in front of a couple million people. Um, So I kind of just put my tail between my legs and retreated. And then we were making a big deal, and I was like, I'm going to meet her at some point. I kept walking outside, and then I went to go pee. And when I went to go pee is when she – I'm sorry. We were standing outside in the hallway, and I saw her not deliberately walk the other way, but she walked away, and then she did her a segment, and then I went to go pee one night. By the time i come back, she had already passed through the hall, and she was leaving. And one of my dumb friends who was visiting, who is a pedestrian and not a comic, took a picture of her in the hall, which, like, you don't do. Like, you don't take out your cell phone and take a picture from afar. Mm -hmm. And I've had people do it to me. Like, if you're not in the picture, super weird to just, like, snap one. And we have a picture of Jennifer Lopez giving him, like, the devil <laughs> eyes. Like, she does not look pleased. That, and, and rightfully so. Like, that's a safe space backstage. Oh, wait.
0: Jennifer Lopez is walking towards the She was camera. just
1: standing there. Like, we were all kind of, like, people were leaving. And my friend took out the phone. He's like, I'm an amateur. And I, like, took a picture. So we have it. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> he works for, like, a medical supplies company. But I was like, you stupid plebe. You don't take pictures of, of the animals on the backstage. So I didn't get to meet her. Um... And so my friends try to make me feel better. Like, fuck her. She's a bitch. I'm like, she's not a bitch. She's super busy and super beautiful and uh, didn't know who I was. I, I genuinely feel had she seen my set, we would be best friends right now. But she had somewhere to go. <laughs> she had like a diamond-encrusted helicopter to get to.
0: Did uh, Anthony Mackie, did you? He was a delight. Yeah.
1: He and I were on the same couch after I fin- finished my set. I came and sat with him. And actually, I mentioned him that I love the Hurt Locker. Is it just Hurt Locker or the Hurt Locker? the hurt locker yeah I love it um, I mentioned I love it and then we start talking about the military and what we have in common besides both being strong and black is that he <laughs> we've both done arrested landings on an aircraft carrier R- whoa which is like 2% of the Navy has done that or something you get like a certificate so we were talking about that it was like the percenter club for a second like oh you've done that too and you know, I said
0: 2% Anthony's uh, also been here oh cool so yeah
1: Captain America. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense. That's a good booking. That's
0: only like one percent of America
1: has been in a movie, or about. it's
0: been in Marvel. In Marvel,
1: the I Office. read for um, Thor. I read not for Thor. <laughs> I
0: was yeah, like, they had it
1: was they had a weird executive. She was a lesbian, <laughs> and she was like, "Let's just give it to a strong woman." I read for Natalie Portman's assistant. Wow. Who I, I didn't see the movie obviously because. She played her. Well, that's, oh, that's a yeah. choice. And this,
0: this is Alex, our intern, just <laughs> creepily saying stuff in the corner. Um, that's crazy.
1: Yeah. It was, she, they read her as like the description was like nerdy, kind of like alty. And so I was like, great. I'll wear glasses. I'll wear a button down shirt. And I'll roll, and I'll wear skinny jeans and Converse. <laughs> and I walk in the audition room and every single girl is dressed like me. I was like, fuck. These weren't creative choices at all. <laughs> <laughs> and they went with a name, which happens. So I didn't have a shot in the first place.
0: Um, okay. There'll be more.
1: Actually, in round two. Yeah. Maybe I'll wear a wig. I'll play nope. the Cat Dennings. I'll play Cat Dennings <laughs> as the assistant, as the scientific assistant.
0: We'd like to have you in the Marvel family. Thank you. Guardians 2.
1: Yeah, I could Isn't play that. I could play the raccoon's uh, sister or lover. I could Raccoon. also be I'll put on a suit.
0: Since Alex is uh, in on the interview, does he at Rocket have a girlfriend? Rocket, yeah. Uh,
1: is Drax going to be – is he going to have a – Because he's so broken up about his wife and daughter, he probably won't find love again. That's true. I feel like he mates for life, and now he'll just be alone. Stone cold guy. Yeah. I I like that, though. That's cool. Less emotional. (laughs) Let's just just work out.
0: Well, I know you're not like a comic book nerd, but you're a nerd of like, you seem to be a good 80s, kid of the 80s that likes, you know. The main reason, Mark Summers, you you mentioned. um, Double not Double Dare, the other show. What would you do? Yes. Oh. So you were into, you know.
1: I mean, I I mean, I was in the single digits for most of the '80s, but I remember. I mean, those those were 90 shows. Like, right. what would you do in, in Double Dare? So I remember those. I mean, yes.
0: I just thought like you seem to be really passionate about it on the podcast.
1: Yeah, so. I mean, with also, I mean, it'd be it'd be the worst if I was like, "What, what up, Mark? Uh, just like super cool about it." I was yeah. like, "What up, Dick? Just tell, <laughs> yeah. me, that, tell me about your." <laughs> shit. But I mean, I think that show, because I knew that for people listening, you know, you have an obligation to ask the questions that people want to ask, or at least let him talk. Right. Um, And we all, you know, you saw Double Dare, like with the, I I had remembered that he told me something about the obstacle courses a long time ago, and he had the thing about how if like they were out of money that week, they'd hide the flags like really well so that no one could find them. And I thought that that was cool, (laughs) because I remember watching that as a kid. Do you remember when they would go through the obstacle courses and when they'd find a flag, they'd put it in their shirt? I always hated that. I hated that they didn't have, like, a belt or a pocket, and I'm like, ugh, like, on your chest, and it's slimy, and you're just, like, putting it in. Like, why is that the choice? And I never understood. Like, they never came to Dallas. It was always done in, like, Orlando. So all the white trash got all the fun.
0: Did you ever visit Orlando and see the the space, and you never got to? That's what happened to me. Yeah, I think
1: my family took me there. Yeah. Captain Eno? Wasn't that the Michael Jackson thing? Wasn't that there? Captain EO. Captain (laughs) EO, right? And uh, it... Oh, yeah. Yeah, Michael Jackson had a the thing. 3D? Was it Disneyland? Yeah. yeah. Isn't it Epcot, Epcot Center?
0: Yeah, but. Disney World. Those
1: are Epcot <sighs> World. Disney World. Yeah. Epcot Center is in Disney World, right? Yeah. But, but they brought it back at Disneyland. But Disneyland had ago. it. It was a Michael Jackson 3D. But Nickelodeon was. Wasn't it filmed at Universal Studios in Orlando, yes, Florida? Yes, yes, yes. Universal Studios. Yeah. It had nothing to do with Disney. No.
0: They're all in the same. Are we allowed
1: to say Universal here? It's yeah. a different company.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I don't know. No, we, we did the floor, We did the Nickelodeon one too because I bought a powdered toast man hat from Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> <Powdered> <laughs> toast. Do you remember? I bought all this Ren and Stimpy stuff because I loved it. And Ren and Stimpy was the kind of show that like my dad would walk and be like, "Ugh, what are you watching? <laughs> it's disgusting." And you're like, "Am I in trouble or not? Because I'm watching it." So let me know. And then you. It was so good. They, parents couldn't handle it.
0: You know the the same voice as Ren and Stimpy? I didn't know that. Yes, Billy West does both voices and if you ever go on youtube and see it and it'll blow your mind him. Bloated oh, idiot. A one-man show and he also was yeah. rocket raccoon in a cartoon oh okay so it all comes back together. yeah that
1: was uh, an integral part of the shaping of my brain as a child was watching ren and stimpy just like those disgusting close-ups they would do like kind of like everything had like a weird eerie 60s retro vibe it was kind of a gay show if you think about it like no. kind of a palm springsy vibe <laughs> think about it oh god first of all that cat and doll, like they were like a little gay and they were like oddly affectionate <coughs> and, and like none of the women were ever attractive and like it was just it was, had like odd now that i look back like a thin thinly veiled homoerotic <laughs> message right i i horse agree, nipples like just weird <coughs> All the men were, like, just super aggressive or, like, really weak, right? Remember the fire? I just want <laughs> to go back now.
0: And then there's that electric fence game. Don't whiz on yeah. the electric fence. Gosh. Ooh-ha.
1: Yeah, and, like, you're whipping out your cat dick and you're <laughs> peeing on an electric fence. Like, what is that? It's about peeing. Like, the whole thing was just so weird now that I look back at it. He had a – well, that part wasn't gross, but he had a collection of nose goblins. Oh, yeah. I totally <laughs> went and bought Play-Doh and, like, tried to make my own nose goblins. I was 17. No, I totally made Play-Doh.
0: 17.
1: And made my own nose goblins. Um, the horse that went door-to-door selling, like, horse nipples. Rubber horse nipples. Remember this? That was one of them. Vaguely. door-to-door salesman. Everything took place in, like, a weird 1960s kind of place. And everything. In the Anyways. <laughs> yeah.
0: So. I want to cool. ask to um, have more questions about Ren and Snoopy? I would. I didn't about realize about how much I, I remembered. Th- for now. for days. Okay. I love that show, okay. but um, I want to ask too. Are you what kind of? Are you like a nerd of anything? Do you love like certain movies, or you love collecting any? Sure. Thing or or what?
1: Uh, I don't collect anything because as a grown woman, if you collect things, you're a hoarder. Uh, yeah. It's. I mean, it's weird. That's true. It's just weird. Like I collect stuffed animals. <laughs> Men love me. Um, I love, I am like, I go, this <laughs> is like, I'm like autistically obsessed with shark week, shark tank. Sorry, shark tank, not shark week. Don't care about shark week or real sharks, fake sharks, uh, fiscal sharks, shark tank to the point where on my own podcast, I'll try to work in something about shark tank just to see, to bait the uh, guests. And if they like shark tank, then I'm like, let's just talk about shark tank. <laughs> the show should be called shark Chat Cause it's all I want to talk about. Um, i I buy season passes even though it's i could record them um it's so i'm I'm a nerd for that i'm trying to think of those other tv shows i get nerdy for game of thrones Mm. but out of season it's very hard to talk about it because i didn't read the books because i don't care that much so i'm nerdy for the show um but out of the season it's so hard to recall all the storylines and the names so i'm pretty convinced that most people watching game of thrones are confused as to what's happening literally 45 percent of the time (laughs) there's no way you can get all that because they'll bring characters back like three years later and you're like oh yeah that dude in a cape or like that guy's been sitting on the boat this whole time (laughs) what happened to the guy in the box like whatever so trying to think of other tv shows you put me on the spot because it's also like weird when girls are like i'm such a
0: nerd shark tank is an interesting choice. do you watch shark tank i've seen a couple episodes
1: (laughs) i feel like like a bible thumper like have you heard the good news
0: I, I know a guy who was on it.
1: Who? What it was, product? It was... Did it air?
0: Yeah, it was the... What p- season? I don't... Uh, the professional wrestler that did yoga.
1: I feel like I saw that one.
0: Yeah.
1: And he was selling his body because he had run out of...
0: No, he was selling the <laughs> yoga to them, and they, they said no.
1: Because Mr. Wonderful would say, what's proprietary about this? What's to stop me from opening my own yoga wrestling I studio? I think they said that. Sure
0: wow that's what
1: he says to everyone he's like what's to stop me it's like what's to stop you is that you're not in shape nor do you know <laughs> yoga quit being a dick um i love that show i love the bad products i love the good products i love learning about business uh i like the numbers i'm not good with numbers so it's nice to be to have that jammed down your throat once in a while um i'm trying to think of a show that i Downton abbey kind of not so much anymore house of cards all the netflix shows like a uh, I walk. see what you did there. No, I didn't. I pointed at the Netflix representative, mm. but <laughs> like orange is a new black. But we all consume that like in heaping mouthfuls. Right, that's true. Uh, black Mirror.
0: Oh, I love I uh, drank that down, yep. right?
1: Which is your favorite?
0: Uh, 2. Season 2? Episode 2, season Episode 1. Episode
1: 2 is a 15 million units, right? Yeah. That was your favorite? Oh yeah. That is everyone's least favorite.
0: That that rocked me.
1: Everyone that talked about Black Mirror was like, "Don't, don't even bother episode two. Just go take a dump or a walk <laughs> or something. Let it play, because it was slow, right? We didn't like it because it was slow to start. Yeah, but it picked up. It did. It's a, it's a, like a modern day Twilight Zone. You, you, uh, it was slow. Sorry. Episode two? Yeah, yeah. Because mm-hmm. you see him and he's like the slave to the bicycle, and it just, it just built up very slowly. And but, but it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm." Uh, Did you watch three? Yeah, season three. Oh, the other episode. Oh yeah, which one? All the rest. Of it. White bear, or how Wh- she's white bear because she was like really British. White bear.
0: Which episode was that? The
1: one where the criminal the
0: playground. Oh yeah, that's crazy. So yeah. Sorry,
1: white bear, the pig <laughs> episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, was episode so one. intense because
1: yeah. it, it was great because it made you take seriously a ridiculous thought. Because that really would be horrifying if you mm-hmm. had to do that.
0: I was shot. A lot of people I know thought it was a comedy show after the first episode, and I was like, "That's not funny at all." It's not funny. Yeah.
1: The way it was shot makes it exactly. clear. If you thought that was funny, you're a psychopath. Exactly. You probably like pluck wings off of birds <laughs> just for funsies. Uh, I'm trying to think of. Oh, and the eyeball one.
0: Three. Chip. Yeah.
1: I like that one, but. I, um, yeah, I think I think white bear was my favorite, because I could see, I could foresee that happening in the future, having like that.
0: The company. I one, too, I could see happening soon. For sure,
1: all of them were yeah. so perfectly, like, these are like 50 years in the future. Like, just futuristic enough that you could envision it. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't remember the rest of them now. The but
0: clone? The, cl- one, the
1: clone. Oh, God. The maddening one. I felt so bad for her. Mm-hmm. Who was I watching it with? I think one of my girlfriends, and she was just like, no one loves someone like that. She's like, I don't, I didn't, I don't <laughs> buy that she loved him like that much. <laughs> that was I was just like, whatever. Um, maybe because he like wasn't I have no idea, (laughs) but that was a painful one. There is something like that. There is. There was a show on TLC called like, "My Pet." My pet is back, or my my, I ate my pet, or something. And it was about cloning your pet, and like the guy spends all this money to have his dog cloned and reborn. But even if you clone it, like it doesn't have the same experiences. Like it's not gonna be the same. Right. He's such a crazy person. Um, But that's a thing, cloning. Trying to think of anything else that I'm like a super nerd for. <laughs> thinking American Horror Story. American Horror Story. Uh, but I didn't. I, I, do you watch American Horror Story?
0: Uh, first season, and I kind of. Sometimes it's
1: Borderlines
0: on torture porn. Like sometimes you're like, I oh, cannot yeah. eat
1: my Thai food and watches at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, re- like out of like a nightmare, and then you, you you go to bed thinking about that. Like it's one thing to see a gunfight; it's another thing to see like in a snuff film a woman lose her legs. <laughs> Because some dude wanted to get off. Like, it's just gross. Um, I really like horror movies, Mm. scary movies. I haven't seen any lately. So, these are the things that I, and I don't collect. Do I collect anything? Oh, I collect hotel room keys.
0: Oh. I just
1: go around, I take them. No, I have them from traveling. Anytime I come home, and even in my dog bag right now, I have, like, there's nothing sadder than when you reach into your bag to get your room key, but you pull out, like, three others, three others from a bunch of other hotels. Then you're just, like, trying to open it, and you have, like, all these room keys. It happened yesterday. It happened yesterday. <laughs> I, have a, I have a collection of them.
0: Any weird-looking keys? Any <sighs> favorites?
1: I got one that looked like a giant domino. Like, I thought, I think it read it like a punch card.
0: Oh, it that's holes cool. in it.
1: But for the most part, yeah. And sort of I've been collecting room keys since 2009, maybe? 2010? So, I have about 12. <laughs> it's going pretty well a big, big collection.
0: Hopefully you'll uh, as it looks you'll be collecting more with all your blowing upness that's happening yeah. right now.
1: Yeah. I'll be collecting more and more room keys and I'll <laughs> be collecting dust and I'll never do something as a girl you're always like I'm going to do something fun with these but you're never going to. they like just a book
0: of keys or maybe
1: anything. a book, maybe make like a fun coffee table and then <laughs> one day I'll be I'll be like what the fuck is and I'll just throw them all away. And that's what's going to happen. For a while when I first started touring I collected the hotel shampoos. I don't know why. You didn't use them. You just had them. I Because I bring my own shampoo and stuff. I would just take them with me. I, I swear to God, this is how like weird my thought process is. In the back of my mind, you know when you throw out an article of clothing or, or a prop or something, you're like, of course, I'm going to need this one day, and I will have thrown it out. And that does happen. You're like, where's that eight magic eight ball? Crap, I threw it away. Um, I threw up my, my cocaine. No. And so <laughs> I, I just remember thinking, because when I was a kid, I had... Bunches of collections. I still have my like crystal and rock collection that I had when I was little. It's a weird another weird drug <laughs> reference. I had geodes and crystals. Um but I remember thinking like one day someone's gonna say, does any I swear this is my thought. As an adult, one day someone's gonna say to you, Does anybody have a collection of mini hotel shampoos? <laughs> and you will be able to raise your hand first. Like, Do not the throw control. these away. What happens on Let's Make a Deal? <laughs> on Let's Make a Deal at the end, he's always like Whoever it, can pull out, like, a red and purple... Or oh, yeah, yeah. It would 100 bucks, like, right now. Oh, my God. You I didn't like know... That. No. Dress, like, the costumes, it's sort of like... I knew a, about the cost. I thought that was Price is Right. No, it's okay. Let's Make a Deal. Let's Make a Deal is, like, Price is Right with costumes, kind of. Which I'm one's the one that's on? That, okay. Those are on now. Okay. Wayne Brady Wayne hosts Brady. Let's Make a Deal. Okay. It's like the people that dress like... I didn't know that they did that. But, like, in the back of my mind, I was like, one day someone's going to ask you if you have all who has mm-hmm. the most hotel shampoos. And you're gonna win. You're gonna win that. And then, so one day I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Like, it was, the collection was getting too big.
0: What did you do with them? I just threw them
1: out. I felt bad because, like, homeless people need shampoo. Yeah, but, like, where's the shower? <laughs> right? Like, here's your, but, like, for real, like, oh, what? Netflix is dropping me? Okay, cool. But that's for real. Like, where's, you're homeless. Like, and if you're going somewhere where a shower is, I'm sure they'll provide shampoo. Like, no one at a YMCA would be like, good luck. They would give you the toiletries.
0: They could shower in the ocean with the shampoo or whatever. Well, then right. I'm just
1: polluting the ocean. The well, then I'm just facilitating loitering. <laughs> so, but I did throw them out. I'm sorry. I had some good ones from Mohegan Sun. They had, like, fun shapes. <laughs> I'm a catch.
0: It is a bummer just throwing them out.
1: It hurts to throw things out. I get uh, a weird emotional attachment to inanimate objects. Um... I'm selling my place, and the person buying my place wants to buy my furniture, which is great because I don't have to move it. But like, do you want to like take a minute, and like put my hand on my dresser and be like, <laughs> "You did a good job. No one's mad at you. It's time for your new family now." <laughs> my mom told me that when they got rid of their station wagon. Remember that station wagon, it's like a wagonier that everyone had grow, uh, in like the late '80s. It had like wood paneling. Yeah. They got rid of it when I was a kid, and apparently my mom was like, "I remember you walking up to it, and I said goodbye to it. <laughs> like I took a moment to say goodbye to the car." Because who are we without our possessions? We're just naked without without shampoo and showers.
0: Uh, so sad now.
1: But it's hard. You get attached to these objects and, you know, give it a minute and it's gone. But, like, when something has served you well, like a sweater or something, it's, like, sad to say goodbye to that thing that was, like, there for you. It's so weird. And then you, like, envision it, like, just, like, laying on the floor somewhere. Like, where's my – where's the girl that loved me? Where's my home? <laughs> and you're, like, far away. Blanche!
0: Okay. Yeah, for fans of Eliza, Blanche is here. Come here.
1: Is she she's coming. So she's not coming. She's cool. Stretching.
0: And it's fun. Blanche is on the. You uh, the table at the beginning of the special.
1: She is. It's a, a bit of a surprise. It's um, ruined. No, no. no. She. We have her. We had her. We had her. I just got like really sad about inanimate objects. This is how emotionally stable I am. Um, so I'm going to force this dog to give me kisses. You notice that she braces herself. She's like, please, like, put my down. Squeeze you. Squeeze you. She looks at you. Don't look at him. You don't even know him. Don't look at him. <laughs> look at me. I uh, love the
0: food. What kind of food do you guys feed her in, uh, on Instagram? Days like, Wages? Yeah.
1: That's usually one bite of human food. And for people listening, like, I, I'm very sweet to my dog. And I don't, like, give her anything that isn't, like, you know, I'm not giving her, like, a Jolly Rancher. Right. I give her a piece of meat or something. Uh, like, a tiny piece. We call it her Days Wages because she works really hard, so she earns one bite. Um, she just had eight teeth removed. Oh! And so now I have to pour water on her dry dog food and it just makes it like puffy and gross. And that's how she eats it. It's okay. What was the point of this?
0: Eight teeth. That's a trooper.
1: What do we, oh, we collect. Oh, you got toys. Yeah, eight teeth. And she I, the, I had a great moment. We were in Baltimore before this. Look at that face. <laughs> Look at that face. This doesn't help on a podcast. Sorry. <laughs> we were in Baltimore and some idiot opened a door, and it, like, scratched her paw, so she was limping without her paw, so she had three paws, and she's just like, but dogs are so stoic. Like, animals are. Like, animals don't react to pain the way we do. Like, I saw a cat get its leg run over by a car, and he walked it off. Like, they don't, they're, like, tough as f-. And so, she was, uh, so she got a little paw, so she was going, so we go to the hotel, and they had this very steep marble staircase and I'm like, let's just go. Let's go to the elevator. And I start. I mean, she sees the staircase, and she just thought she was supposed to go up. So she just darts up it with three legs. That would be like you hopping up a staircase on one leg. And she just darts up. And there's this like, like big black door guy with like a gold tooth. And he goes, he goes, oh, she a soldier. And I just <laughs> yelled back, no limit. And it was just like a moment we had. And Blanche was so tough. She zero f- given right on up those stairs, huh? You did it. You did it.
0: <laughs> So yeah. um, we have time for a couple more questions. But first things first, tell me about the next Netflix special one more time. How can you talk about a comedy special? Like I know
1: what? it's weird to be like, well, it's really funny. Yeah. Like I'm really quick <laughs> and witty and charming. Uh, it is, a, you know, if you liked war paint or if you like any comedy that I do, or if you have taste, you will like freezing hot. It's um, It's fast paced. It's aggressive. I think men will like it because – it's smart and funny, and it kind of gives you insight to any girl you've ever talked to ever, which, you know, if you're reading comic books, you might want this. <laughs> you might want to help with this. Um, and it gives you a little bit of insight to the way guys think, too. I think that women are very quick to chastise. Men be like, oh, he's just an idiot. Men are very black and white, and I kind of touch on that in this and how simple, not in a, like, simpleton way, like their thought process right. is. Um, and for girls, they like it because they see themselves in these jokes. It's me making, like, think. it's almost like your best friend. Making fun of a girl that you don't like, but it's really we're making fun of ourselves because we all do the same stuff. Um, and I offer up certain theories as to why people do what they do. So it's aggressive, it's fun. There's snow and explosions and a dog in the snow on the set. No, uh, oh yeah. I don't disagree. Oh and uh, yeah, I mean there's a surprise there's, and there's a surprise at the end, which is really cool. It's to, it's worth watching honestly just for the surprise at the end.
0: It's got to be a good feeling though, like I, I, they. Netflix bought your first special and then came to you. Hashtags.
1: Um, is that crazy? That we both did it at the same time. <laughs> uh, it is crazy, and it was it was really gratifying because the first one did so well to have this conglomerate, these like cool kids, be like, "Hey, you want us to make your next special?" And I was like, "I guess." Um, <laughs> I put something in this special. I mean, I'm really I'm into social media. I don't know how into me it is. I don't have like the most followers, but I do have the most tweets. I have like thirty thousand tweets. <laughs> it's really, like I'm very lonely. Um, I put hashtags. You know, when you watch TV, there's oh, always yeah. hashtags. So I put hashtags in the special as a way for people to interact with the special. So it's a great way for me to see who's watching it. And it's a great way for the viewer to feel like they're part of it. Right. And I was deliberate with the hashtags. This isn't, like, hashtag if you're watching. Hashtag if you like soda. You know, it's a couple hashtags, and they're all hashtagable phrases that I made up. So they're not normal phrases. They're in- intrinsic bits and germane to the special. So... Those are there, so uh, people can have fun with that.
0: I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before. No, you haven't. Yeah.
1: I came up with it. Yeah. And I was impressed with myself because I don't come up with ideas <laughs> like that. I have good ideas, but not, like, marketing social media ideas. And so I was really impressed with myself.
0: Yeah, because some people will just do one hashtag throughout the whole thing. Yeah. You've, you're and
1: they're quick. That way you're not taken out of the joke. Right. Like they're there, and if you miss it, you can always rewind it.
0: Um, right.
1: And they're one of the hashtags is animated. One's colorful. Like, they're they're cool. Netflix did a good job of bringing my vision down <laughs>
0: So last question, um, tell fans what else they can expect from you upcoming. you got a lot going on.
1: You can check out, you can follow me on Twitter. It's at Eliza, I-L-I-Z-A. I've got my podcast, Truth and Eliza. There's TruthandEliza.com. I went ahead and nabbed that beauty of a title. Um, And you can check eliza.com slash tour to see if I'm coming to a city near you, which I probably am. So those are the things. Hopefully the show goes, I think, freezing hot coming out Friday, December 23rd if this podcast airs. January is coming out. I'm so tired. January 23rd, uh, check that out. I think people are really going to like it more than they liked War Paint. It's always hard with your sophomore album. So these are the things. And uh, hopefully we will be on TV during stand up more in the, in the new year.
0: Well, thanks again for joining us. I know, like I said, you've been really swamped the past couple of days, so it means a lot that you stopped by. It, it. means
1: a lot right. that you invited me. You are a delight and a wonderful host. You're and the
0: best. Oh, anytime. Thank you. You'll when you it, the show picks up we'll probably be seeing a lot more of each other.
1: Absolutely. Too. And uh, thank you for my drafts.
0: No, anytime. Thank you. <clears throat> this is Marvel Your Universe.